Hello and welcome to episode 15 of RangerPod, the weekly podcast that pours invisibility potion on the morphing grid one episode at a time. I'm PDT, I know stuff about Power Rangers, and someone who doesn't know is Grax. Hello! Hello Grax, how you doing? I'm doing alright. Um, I've just finished watching this episode and it's much more entertaining than the previous episode. It's actually got stuff happening in it. Well, we'll get on to that because we are looking at Dark Warrior, the 15th episode of Power Rangers, which first aired on September 28th, 1993. It was written by Ronnie Sperling, Jeff Deckman and Marth Hockmeyer, directed by Terence H. Winkless. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. I just, I just wanted to say winkless. The episode is available from all manner of places. Watch it, don't watch it. It makes some difference to your enjoyment of this episode, but not much. So, Grax, we're basically we're awful either way, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so, Grax, yes, you're going to synopsize it when I start to get bored. I'm going to do a countdown. So. Get going. Okay, we begin in some strange laboratory where a scientist is creating an invisibility potion. And then we jump to the juice and gym bar where Jason is teaching a karate class and Billy longs for Jason's abilities. Billy just longs for Jason. Yes, he does. Bulk and Skull ready to run out of quarters for the arcade machine, so therefore they force Billy to give them quarters by turning Billy upside down and shaking him down like bullies. Great. Trinity jumps in to save Billy from Bulk and Skull and Billy whines for a bit and decides he's going to re-enlist in Jason's karate classes. On the moon, Rita spots the scientist with his invisibility formula and tells Vincent to make an invisible and smart monster. This creates the Dark Warrior, and he's looking great and awesome like a ninja, uh, besides his blue scarf, which is a bit rubbish. The scientist wanders into the juice and gym bar with his formula and absentmindedly puts the formula on Ernie's counter and Ernie takes it away. We then learn that this old man is actually Trini's Uncle Howard, who is a scientist and happens to know martial arts. Trini introduces Billy to Uncle Howard and the old man whisks Billy away to the woods to teach him the ancient ways. Or something. Then Rita sends Babu, Squat and Gardar to Uncle Howard's lab to find the invisibility formula. And fortunately, there was nobody around. So Babu and Squat drinks from a random unlabeled bottle and feel ill. And they failed and then Rita punishes them. Dark Warrior tells Rita to send for putties to get Uncle Howard. Meanwhile, in the forest, Billy is training with Uncle Howard, showing him his moves. The putties! Everywhere. Great, this is the opportunity for Billy to fight the putties and Uncle Howard to show off their moves. But it's too much. This is the opportunity for you to speed up. Come on, Grant. Uh, the old man gets captured away and he gets taken away to a cave and he's tied up with so many boxes of TNT so many of them and a bomb the dark warrior threatens Uncle Howard if you don't meet the if you don't tell me where the formula is I'm going to blow you up in an hour but oh no Uncle Howard doesn't know where the formula is back at the juice and bar uh, Juice and Jim Bar, Billy tells the other what's going on, but then the Dark Warrior sends them an evil handwritten message via the medium of black balloons uh, it says give us a formula or Uncle dies and so Zordon explains to the rangers who the Dark Warriors okay, is. Okay, 30 seconds. Who the Dark Warriors are. And they get teleported to the entrance caves. They fight and defeat all the putties. They go into the cave and they rescue Uncle Howard because Billy is able to diffuse the bomb using the power of karate concentration. And once the uncle is then freed, it's morphing time at 30 minutes and 10 seconds. And so the Power Rangers take on the Dark seconds. Warriors who manages to beat up the Power Ranger with his swords and arm cannon. A literal arm cannon. Then Rita makes the Dark Warrior grow, which makes the heroes summon the dinosaurs to form the Megazords. And the two titans, Five, they fight it four. out. It's a pretty cool Three, fight. And the Dark Warriors. Two, one. Ah, oh. <sighs> we'll never know what happens to the Dark Warrior. We'll never know that the Dark Warrior gets beaten up, and we'll never know that Uncle Howard finds his invisibility formula, which he uses to defeat Bill, uh, Bulk and Skull at the end. No, you're right. We will never know those things. Oh, no. Okay, so that was Dark Warrior, guys. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. See ya. <laughs>
Okay, what did you make of Dark Warrior then? I liked this episode. I think it had a good amount of actions and good amounts of uh, storytelling, kind of. The monster was good. The fighting was really, really good, especially with all the ninjutsu stuff. But there are lots of missed opportunities, I feel. What ninjutsu stuff, though? There wasn't really any. Well, he had, he had like, ninja-style type weapons and his ninja sword and an arm cannon, which is very ninja-like. If you think that that was cool, wait till we get on to the Ranger episode, because, honestly, this is such a missed opportunity. I know, I don't often... You know, I like to judge the Power Rangers episode on its own merits, but seriously, we're missing out here. Well, instead, we've got the tale of Uncle Howard, the famous scientist. The famous scientist who also knows martial arts. Yeah, I mean, just the way Trini went round introducing him to to everyone is, oh yeah, have you heard that my Uncle Howard, the famous scientist, is coming? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, did you say Uncle Howard, the famous martial artist? Everybody's heard of him. Yeah, un- Uncle Howard, the famous scientist is here. Yeah. Jason's heard of him. And he doesn't know his last name, but he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah he's really famous. Mm. Well, un- Uncle Howard, the famous martial artist. Who's also a scientist. Uh, although it, it did mean that we got the stupidest Billy line ever, but I liked it. When he says, it's a pleasure to meet you, karate scientist. That's not a stupid line. That's actually pretty cool. I like that That's line. a very stupid line. Karate scientist is not his name. <laughs> no, but it's a cool thing to call someone. I would like to be called a Mr. Karate Scientist if I had that kind of knowledge. I suppose at least he wasn't like, it is my adulation to make your acquaintance, karate scientist. That's pretty good. He was more respectful that way. I didn't like the fact that Uncle Howard was clearly using Billy's lab without permission. Why? What makes you think it was Billy's lab? It could have been his own chemistry lab. Well, it was just clearly the same set, but with different lighting. All all science laboratories look at the same, different lighting. Do they? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't been to many. They don't. No, okay. They they don't. <laughs> like, compare your school science lab to Dexter's lab. That's a very good point, actually. Well done. Yeah. yeah. And I mean Dexter's lab from the TV series Dexter. I don't know if Dexter from the TV series Dexter had a crime lab, but let's just assume he didn't for ease of confusion. <laughs> but if that's the case, then Uncle Howard is a criminal breaking into Billy's lab. But how did Billy not notice? Uh, Billy's quite unobservant. He probably just didn't have his glasses on. That's pretty true. The big thing... The invisibility formula. It seemed like such a big, important part of this episode. It inspired Rita to create the monster, to capture the rangers, to make them invisible for some reason, which well, I, I want to talk about this because Zordon says this is Rita's most evil plan yet. Aren't they all? This one definitely isn't. Her plan, as I understand it, is to make the rangers invisible. I noticed that, and I, and I, it, I noticed. That. Wait, hold on. How is that an evil plan? How, how does making them invisible defeating them? That's not so much an evil plan as on your own doorstep, Rita. I know. You can't you know, make your villains. You can't make your arch nemesis invisible. They just come in and just wreck the place, like Uncle Howard did, wrecking up Belkin Skull at the end with the invisibility formula, which was completely yeah. reckless of the scientist because he hadn't tested it and he just guzzled it down to help Billy. No, he had. He had tested it. He hadn't tested it on a human subject. It could have killed him. Yeah. It could have choked and died. Everything about Uncle Howard doesn't really make sense. Why does he turn up in the first place? Okay, I can forgive that because it could be a case of Trini off camera just invited him along for whatever reason. Yeah, but the thing is, he he barely, he's like, oh, hey, Trini. Oh, Billy. Yeah, let's go off and train. He hardly speaks to her at all. That's true. Yeah. So he's not here to see Trini. 
I don't know why he's brought the potion with him. I th- I I think there's a clear indication that he's starting to get senile and forgetful yeah. and old. I I don't want that to explain everything about him. To be honest, that's actually genuinely sad. I mean, Trini says he's a harmless old man. He's not. He knows martial arts. I would. I actually think that Uncle Howard would make a better Power Ranger than Billy. <laughs> <laughs> he is cleverer than Billy. He can yep. fight better than Billy. Yeah. Why is he not morphing? He can't fit into the suit. Well, that, that's possibly true. But I mean, as we'll see later, the size of the person doesn't really have anything to do with the size of the suit. Ah. I say we'll see it later. We won't see it until Power Rangers Turbo. So I might as well tell you, there's a, there's a child who morphs into a Power Ranger. Oh, that sounds pretty interesting. It's not, and he's awful. Oh. But when he more every time he morphs into a Power Ranger, he becomes full size because of the Sentai footage. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it doesn't like you know. I'm a big guy. I could do a morph, and I would just be mapped to the morphing grid. I'd be mapped to the suit. You would be mapped to a svelte, sexy, muscular man of a morphing man. Yeah, and as soon as I demorphed, I would just like. Bleh. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, let's, let's, let's all just think about that for a minute. Mm. <laughs> so I guess Uncle Howard would make a better Power Ranger because he's just he's more wise, more knowledgeable. He's able to use um, um, what was it, the philosophies of martial arts for to focus or something. Well, you say that I would argue that the philosophy of martial arts has nothing to do with Billy diffusing the bomb. No, I would say he that just as like. Well. Concentrate your mental energy, Billy, and Billy's just like, oh, I'll cut the, I'll cut the second of the red wires, then, shall I? Yeah, it's probably this one right here. I'll look at that. It's fine. Oh, speaking of the bomb, I loved the comic, the cartoonishness of all those TNT boxes everywhere. They really want you to know that it's a really big bomb, huh? Yeah. It's a cartoon, guys. Big TNT bombs everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I did appreciate that. I mean, it was one of the few things that was interesting about the latter half of the episode. What I want to say while we're still on the subject of Howard in the jar. Yeah. Ernie. What the hell, Ernie? What are you doing taking random juices? But get going. Get going, my friend. I want to hear from this. Howard leaves the chemical on the bar, on the juice bar. Ernie picks it up and just goes, what's this? Ah, might as well nap it. No, you're you're stealing it, (laughs) Ernie. And then he spends most of the rest of the episode cleaning the jar. Like, every time we cut to him, it seems he's dusting that sodden jar. That doesn't make... Well, why, what is wrong with him? Has he I got think, nothing else to do except stealing people's property? Well, I don't know. I worry that Ernie might have some kind of combination of kleptomania and obsessive-compulsive disorder. And it, it's... Yeah. Ooh, that is a dangerous combination there. But it's just the casual way that he just picks it up and goes, Yeah, mine. <laughs> you know... So it's not a case of Uncle Howard's being forgetful at the cave. He's going, oh, where is my formula? Where did I put it? No, it's because I only stole it. It's because that b- Ernie nicked it. Yeah. Yeah. Ernie, how dare you? You, you? you could... None of this would have happened if Ernie wasn't a klepto-obsessive-compulsive disordered man. Just one final thing while we're on the whole juice bar thing. Why did Billy quit Jason's class? I don't know, actually. I, I To be fair, I assumed he didn't. I just assumed he was just going to the classes all the time, and he was just being plain yeah. rubbish. But no, apparently he did because he said, "I'm going to reinst- I'm going to re-enroll in Jason's class." Well, that's news to us, and he managed to do well because yeah. after one twenty-minute episode, he manages to upgrade himself to a yellow belt. 
Yeah, well done, Billy. Yeah, excellent. I mean, we know we know you can actually fight much better than that because you are a Power <laughs> Ranger. But, but yeah, yeah, as well you done. discussed last week, you can only fight that well when morphed. Yes, indeed. The theory about the uh, morphing suit injecting knowledge into your brain and when you're not morphed, you don't have that knowledge anymore. Yeah. So let's park it there. Okay. Because I think this is a good time to start talking about the morphed footage. By which I mean, it's a good time to start talking about Zoo Ranger. We are talking about Zoo Ranger episode 35. Now, I remember last week we talked about episode 13 of Zoo Ranger. Um, and this is actually going to come into play slightly later on because, yeah, stuff's been introduced. Anyway, do you know how this episode of Zoo Ranger starts? Probably children. No! What? No, it starts with Boy seeing a help wanted ad. There's a dojo that wants a bodyguard, so he applies. Okay. And he turns up at this dojo and he starts getting attacked by, like, flying stars and swords. And then two young girls show up, because it's still Zoo Ranger. But it turns out the two young girls are just one young girl using a clone ninja technique. <gasps> oh, yeah. that's cool. I like that. A mirage type effect, you know. But it turns out there's a monster spying on them from the roof. Uh, Dora Ninja. That, <laughs> that's the real name of Dark Warrior. Yeah. Mm, but okay. Pandora's just as uninventive as Rita is. So anyway, <laughs> Boy goes after him, but he escapes. And it turns out that the girl's dad is working on an elixir of immortality. And Pandora wants that elixir. Not mm-hmm. because she wants to be immortal. She's already got that. She just doesn't want anyone else to be immortal. That's fair. That's a fair evil scheme to have. Kind of. I mean, it's a bit redundant, but okay. So she sends her minions down to get the immortality potion. Mm-hmm. And the minions, while they're down there, are like, hang on. Why aren't... She doesn't want us to be immortal. Why don't we just get the potion, drink it for ourselves? Ah, this is interesting. And so they all decide to drink it. Boy follows them. They get to the dojo. They... The girl actually puts up a pretty good fight. You know, she's slightly older than the usual Zoo Ranger children, maybe sort of 10 or 11. And she does a good fight, but he still makes his way through her. He goes, he picks up an elixir, drinks it. Mm-hmm. Well, the three of them drink the elixir. And then they suddenly get headaches, stomach aches and sneezing. Because it turns out the boy had already substituted the immortality thing for something else. Ah, Trixie, Trixie. Trixie, absolutely. And Boy starts using ninja techniques on Goldar and things, and he's just, like, jumping from trees and stuff. It's really cool. Oh, wow. And then the other Zoo Rangers turn up, and they all just kind of appear from thin air, ninja style, like, one at a time, like, yeah, yeah, awesome. And that's when you get, and this is a highlight of the series so far, putties in ninja costumes. Oh my... What? Putties in ninja costumes? Putties in ninja costumes. Oh my... Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, you missed out on this one, Grat. Oh, that's not I'll fair. I mean, yes, the ninja Power Rangers is cool, but they could have all been ninjas. They yep. could have just dressed them up. They would have been... Oh, that's not fair. That's genuinely not fair. It's amazing. It's it, Yeah, it's really awesome. And they're kind of fighting ninja style. And yeah, it's just cool. So anyway, they beat the ninja putties and they go back and they meet the girl's dad and he's basically Japanese Scotty. He looks like Scotty from the Star Trek movies. Ah, okay. And he's like, ah, well, I decided I had to learn from the monkeys. And it turns out... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Japan. Yeah. And it turns out the monkeys knew which herb they could use to like cure ailments and things. So he used this herb to start creating an immortality potion. Mm. And it also turns out that the other Zoo Rangers already know this guy. Because it turns out that Boy was actually the decoy bodyguard. 
Uh, uh. The other four shoot rangers were already acting as bodyguards for the potion, but they put they didn't tell Boy, and then they put the poster up so that he would rep- respond, so that the monster would then follow him, and while they went on protecting the potion in the background. Yeah. Wait, no, I'm, I'm going to have to play <laughs> this back during the edit several times to see if I yep. understand this. <laughs> Yep. So anyway, uh, Dark Warrior takes the herb. Uh, appear- the Zoo Rangers are appearing from nowhere. Dark Warrior kidnaps the girl and has her tied up. And this is when it gets awesome again. Something I really wish they'd found a way to edit round in the ja- in the American episode. Six Yellow Rangers. Oh my God! The ninjutsu duplicating technique yeah. that makes six Yellow Rangers. That's yeah. so amazing. You've got six Yellow Rangers running in circles around the monster. It's really awesome. Uh, what am I doing here? I should stop the recording here. Just watch this episode now. <laughs> yeah, I would I would recommend anyone go and watch episode 35 of it. Okay, I'm excited. What, what else? What happens next? The fight is normal. Dora Ninja throws his weight around. Literally, he's got this weight on a chain, which he's kind of throwing at them. And he gets made to grow. And that's when they call on the Megazord. And mm-hmm. but not just the Megazord. King Brachian turns up. Wait, who's King Brachian? King Brachian is Titanus in the American series, which some listeners will know right now. Some listeners won't know until like ten weeks' time. But because this is so far in, yeah, he doesn't actually do much. He just fires a few blasts to help them out, and then the Megazord defeats it. Ah, oh, okay. And it ends with the girl wanting to marry boy. And Boy's like, what? We can't... And she's like, yep, the minute you saved my life, we were engaged by the laws of the ninja clan. No, that's not how it works. And the other two rangers are in the background going, da 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 And yeah, it ends with the girl chasing Boy. The end. Uh, uh, how old is this girl? Just remind me. 10 or 11. Okay. Right. Because Boy mm. is like... Boy, to be fair, is like, it, you're too young. And she's like, nope. Not in our, not in our family. Wow. So... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there we go. I will say that what I liked about this episode being used is that we finally get to see the Zords. Because it's been a good few episodes of Power Rangers since we saw the Zords. Yeah, it's been, feels like three or four episodes. I'll be honest, it really feels, especially the fact that they've cut, they've sort of skipped ahead to some later Z-Ranger episodes. It really feels like they're trying to get the sort of not very interesting ones out of the way in terms of like the footage. That was excellent in terms of footage, but just in terms of the fact that there's no Green Ranger, mm-hmm. there's no Megazords in a lot of these. And it feels like they're just trying to get some of those out of the way so that once they get to the Green Ranger, the American show can just have a whole run of Green Ranger episodes. So as you can see, there's kind of similarities between the American episodes, some of which didn't really make sense. I don't really know what we gained from having Squat Babu and Goldar break into Uncle Howard's lab, or Billy's lab, and drinking and drinking the potion. Yeah, I wondered that as well. And this goes back to my previous statement of there's lots of missed opportunities and almost unexplainable plot holes. Well, because, I mean, obviously that was American footage. I was about to ask. Yeah, but... that was all completely American footage. The stuff with them in the forest wasn't. Mm-hmm. But the stuff with them in the lab was. And I don't know why they did that, because they then showed the punishment scene where Rita was basically... Like, where Bandora in the Japanese one, was basically like, hey, why the hell did you double-cross me? You don't do that. Whereas in this, yeah, she's just like, don't drink stuff from bottles, which is a very good lesson for the kids. It is. Rita has an unexpected heart of gold wanting to teach yeah. children not to drink poison. 
Well, maybe, but I mean, that only needs to be there because they had the weird scene where they went and drunk it, which was just unnecessary. I Not quite. I, I mean, I think it's it was a way for to show the viewers that the the minions were trying to find the potion and they, they obviously went to the lab, but they couldn't find it because of that. And that was the point where the Dark Warrior was saying, actually... Uncle Howard's got it, so let's find Uncle Howard. Having said that, why didn't they just cut to Dark Warrior saying, Uncle Howard's got that, let's get Uncle Howard. It, it, it just felt like a very unelegant way of explaining that they were looking for the potion, they couldn't find it. it I, I don't think it was good, though. It was there, I just bored me. And to be honest, a lot of the later stuff in the episode, in the American episode, bored me to tears. Well, not quite to tears, but it doesn't take a lot to make me cry. Um... <laughs> I will say I liked Billy's solo fight. Well, Billy and Howard's fight with the putties because this seemed like there's almost an arc going on. I don't know if it was intentional, but obviously a few episodes ago, Billy completely didn't take on the putties at all. This one, he took, he, he tried, you know, he was very kind of stiff. Yep. You know, it was very kind of formal karate. His fighting style was exactly the same as any person who was taking three lessons of karate and yeah. thinking they are the bee's knees and so they did some basic moves which saved his life. Yeah, so that, that actually worked really well. What wasn't interesting was the putty fight that followed. Oh, you mean when all the heroes teleported to the entrance of the cave and then they started the fight around? Yeah, and it, it was just a really dull and uneventful putty fight. Yeah, I didn't take to it at all. I was excited and then, and then I wasn't. I mean, the best thing was Kimberly because she's Amy, Amy Jo Johnson, once again, showing off she can do gymnastics and was doing all these different gymnastic moves, which was more interesting than all the other fighters. Yeah, a bit. But even then, it was all still quite a dull fight. It was, And yeah. yet, I enjoyed that more than the fight with Madame Wo, when I was, I, where she, I felt that they were a little bit stiff, kicking yeah. over um, chairs and dumpsters being thrown at them. But you seemed to like that more. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I was in a different mood, but yeah. I... Yeah. One thing I'm happy about, one, I am happy about how Bulk and Skull went back to their old bully ways. And I was thinking, yeah, they're doing their jobs again. They're being bullies. They're being bad guys. Uh, I wasn't that happy to see them doing that. You know, I like, I, I guess I like what Bulk and Skull become, which is closer to what we saw last week mm-hmm. than what we saw this week. And when last week they were just like plain spotting and going, yeah, actually, we're normal people. We, we're not bullies all the time. They're just the comic relief. Yeah, but I I, you know. I I like it when Bulk and Skull do some bullying because that is their job. It gives us a reason to not like them and to be grateful when they get their comeuppance. At the I guess. Because there's plenty of episodes in the past where, like, for example, last week, where they get milkshake thrown on them for absolutely no reason. They've had a traumatic time. And how does the episode end? They get milkshake-shaked unfairly. Whilst with yeah. this, they did a bully act. They were mean. And so they got punished for it. And I think that's that's fair. Yeah, I agree. But in this one, I think they're too mean. They properly, like, steal money off Billy. It's not nice. They put him in a bin. <laughs> that does seem strange, though. I don't, I don't quite understand... Does Billy have a really big fear of Bulk and Skull? He probably does, because they've probably been bullying him like since he was five. True. And it's found it interesting how why Billy was able to do basic karate against the putties, but the instant he gets his yellow belt, he can't stand up to these two it's inconsistent. The entire thing is completely yeah. inconsistent. Well what's worse is that Trini just sits and watches as Billy gets attacked by the bullies. Well, she comes in way too late when the damage is done. 
Well, she kind of comes in and then just stares at them as they bang their heads for no reason. Ah, but she doesn't need to do anything because the momentum was no. more than enough to defeat them. Maybe. I don't know. And yeah, I mean, Billy has no reason to be smug at the end, certainly. Like no. Uncle Uncle Howard leaps in and is like, oh, yeah, get these two together. Yeah. And then Billy's like, uh, uh, uh. Keep your mental energy tightly centred like the nucleus of an atom. And it's like, that's so far from a burn. You didn't earn it. It doesn't work as a burn. Shut up and give Uncle Howard your power coin. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make it happen. We're going to petition this to go back in time and make Uncle Howard a Power Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. The Zoo Ranger episode was just... I mean, there's kind of this common misconception that Zhu Ranger is better than Power Rangers. And that's not true. If anything, I hope that this podcast has kind of debunked that notion to some extent. What I will say is that the Japanese do at least have the costumes, so they don't have to resort to using a couple of cushions dressed in camouflage gear, like oh, they yeah. did in this episode. Are you, are you talking about the, the back shot of Dark Warrior and he's shaking I'm his talk- arm? Yeah. I saw that too, and I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, you couldn't even try and do a decent job with that arm. Yeah, when he's in the cave with Uncle Howard, you see, like, you see those couple of very darkened shots of him, like, yep. which are clearly from the Sentai footage. Mm-hmm. But then anytime he's in shot with Howard, you just see basically someone's holding a couple of cushions that they've stuffed some camouflage cover onto. And it's such bright blue as well. You yeah. you can see his elbows like pointing at Uncle Howard around the cartoon amount of TNT bombs. Where it's just a couple of very flop again, very floppy cushions. Yeah. And it's oh it's yeah, don't even try guys. I mean You would have been better off not having him in the shot. Okay. Should we rate this bad boy then? I liked this episode. I enjoyed it. It had a good pace. It had good action. It had a good monster. So I really enjoyed it in that sense. The things I did enjoy were the missed opportunities and the weird plot holes. And it just wasn't a complete package. But because of all the good things I liked about it, I would uh, I would give this a solid three out of five power coins. I think I'm going to have to agree. I think it's... For me, it's a less solid three out of five. Ah, but okay. I, th- I think part of that's because I've seen the Zoo Ranger episode. It sounds like if I was to watch that, I would just give the Zoo Ranger five. Yeah, I mean, I don't, again, I don't like to compare them. But in this case, it was so different in some ways that it was a missed opportunity. And there was some awful editing. I mean, the f- they didn't need the brief scene of Rita chastising them. You know what? I'm talking myself down into a two. Oh, no, really? Yeah, Quinn's going to be happy. <laughs> I know we keep bringing up Quinn up, but he's brought it on himself. <laughs> oh, okay. That's I can understand why you would give it two, but for me, I, I if if they just tightened up the whole invisibility formula and the science part of it, it would have probably gone up a star for me. They just needed they just needed to develop that more or completely remove it. One of the two. I mean, I really like the progression of Billy's character. Yep. The fact that he is actually starting to learn martial arts now. He's learning, he's growing. Uncle Howard is better, but... Um... Uncle Howard for Blue Ranger, confirmed. Yep. <laughs> but hey, yeah, it's... Maybe they'll do that with the Power Rangers movie sequel. They'll bring in Trini's Uncle Howard. Yeah, We're talking about the past. Um, and look, if anyone else wants to join our Howard for Blue Ranger campaign... You get know, on maybe, board. Maybe we can get it put as canon in the comics or something. Who knows? 
<laughs> do do follow us on Twitter at RangerPod or email us therangerpod at gmail dot com uh, if you've got any ideas about how to fundraise for this. Do let us know. <laughs> yep, yep, and we'll do everything in our power to make this a reality, even starting Patreon and Kickstarter pages. Yeah, absolutely. Join us next week for Switching Places. It's another Billy and Kimberly Go Wacky episode. I can't tell if I like that idea or not. Uh, mm. And, of course, that is going to be our last episode. <gasps> what? Yeah. It can't be the last episode. That is going to be our last episode before... Things get very exciting. You don't mean... I do mean we have a special interview. Oh, good. With someone who is involved in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, who I'm not going to say yet who it is. It's not one of the actors. Don't get excited. It's Tommy. Fine, (laughs) it's Tommy. It's not Tommy. It's not Tommy. But it's a really cool interview. We hope you'll get a kick out of it. And then following that... Green Ranger Week. It's Tommy! It's Tommy. Yeah! Grax is incredibly excited about this. Ah, finally, Um, the Dragon Zord. I am less excited because I've seen the Green Ranger 5-parter in more recent years than Grax has. I know know that about three of those episodes are a bit ropey. No, (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I don't believe you. All five of them are going to be bang-on, smashing, five-star, five-coin episodes well, the the plan is at the moment watch this fail that we're going to run it across five consecutive weekdays yes it's, it's going to be like half term all over again oh but until then it's time for us to go grax it sure is it's time for us to go and watch the next episode not yet oh we've got to wait grax we've got to wait i know you want tommy but I... we still we still got a Billy and Kimberly episode to come first. Oh. We'll see you next week. Bye.